Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Some days you win. Some days you lose. Some days you get rained out. That's what I've learned about this game. You need a rain out? I can get you a rain out. We need baseball. And if we can't have that... We need to talk about our favorite baseball movies. We'll do that with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. All right, the lovely, the talented Chris Torello from Spectrum Sports, Bay News 9, joins us now. And, uh, Chris, we have no baseball. I'm, I'm kind of sad about that right now. We're hoping that these the, the league and its players get together maybe on a, on a 75 or 76-game season. We'll see. What happens as these negotiations continue? But what we're left with is our baseball movies. And I just wanted to talk to you about these because I, I know um, you're a TV watcher. Obviously, we've talked about the 90 Day Fiance, but you can't, you can't hardly turn on uh, programming these days with, without, especially on MLB Network, without seeing one of these or several of these movies from time to time since they're not playing games. You yeah. get a lot of baseball movies. So. I mean, I think I just wanted to go through them with you a little bit here and see if we see if we align on any of these and get get your thoughts. You don't have to rank them per se, but get your okay. thoughts about each one, what you liked, what you didn't like, if you're familiar with them or not. Sure. I think any baseball movie now, okay, uh, and, and there's debate about this, but I think Bull Durham, for a lot mm-hmm. of reasons, for me, um, <clears throat> is is maybe the the most authentic probably isn't the word because obviously you watch some of the play and it's not that authentic, but, but, but in terms of the conversations on the mound, um, you know, guys talking about how to get out of slumps, you know, managers doing things like throwing bats in the showers, um, knowing which hand to swing in the fight, like that sort of thing. I think bull Durham has a lot of realism and it was filmed obviously, you know, in, in Durham, North Carolina at the old um, Durham Bulls stadium. Yeah, and I think for Rays fans, that'll be nice. You know, I think it still holds up well for them because a lot of these pitchers and, you know, Kyle Snyder, who was the pitching coach, uh, he comes from there. So it's kind of cool to kind of see that connection for us here in the Bay Area. Uh, no, it's it's such a good movie. My I remember my grandfather let me watch it well ahead of when I should have as a kid. Um, sure. So I, I certainly enjoyed watching certain scenes, but um. <laughs> yeah, no, I think one of my favorite converse. I, I'll tell you what, one of my favorite parts is when Kevin Costner walks in and they say, who are you? And he goes, I'm the player to be named later. And <laughs> that, great. that line, now that I'm in this business, is one of my favorites. Because yeah. you always see like cash considerations. You know, the trade includes a player to be named later. And it's like, that's him. So, yep. um, yeah, I love that. I um, You're right about like, you know, when he, when he gets into a fight, and he says, you never use your pitching arm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's my favorite probably is when Tim Robbins shakes him off and he goes, he's yes. shaking me off. Do okay, you believe fine, it? Fastball. Yeah. And when you speak to me, speak well. So <laughs> it's, right. it's you're right. I think there's a real ball player aspect to it. And, yeah. um, you know, it's the real dirt dog days of being a minor league player. So, oh, yeah, yeah the bus that, rides. It holds up. Yeah, well. you need a rain out. I'll get you a rain out. 
the thing that the thing that resonated with me the most uh because having played was was just in his head when he's when he's at the plate the conversations you have with yourself um that nobody hears you you might see your lips move but nobody hears them uh when you're going bring the heat bring the heat bring it bring it bring it bring it uh you know and you're trying to guess along with the pitcher you know what what he's throwing and you're like stay back stay back you know wait back wait back and and it, you literally have and like you're fighting yourself and you can really tell when guys are not going well there's a lot of stepping out right in between mm-hmm. pitches there's a lot of when guys are going well they can't i mean they're they're running out of the dugout with two bats they can't wait to hit they're not even thinking about it like you just yeah. you're up there you're just you're not guessing you're just reacting to whatever the guy throws you look something hard and you adjust and it it just it's just when you're in that zone it doesn't last long for for most of us some it lasted for till they get to the Cooperstown, but um, it, it, you, and I just I love those conversations where you have that battle because it is it is a team game, but it's really a, a, an individual sport, pitcher versus hitter, right? As much as anything, you know that like that's the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you know you talk to a lot of players. It's like you know, there's so many moments where it's 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 like you versus the pitcher, or it's you versus yeah. the ball, you know. So. There's there's so much of it which is individual, and then at the end of the day, hopefully you're you're you know you're if it's the end of October, you're piling on each other because all these individuals did enough right things for the team to win. So it's uh, yeah, no, definitely. But I think yeah, I think what made it authentic was just the realism of being a a minor league team with not a lot of resources and just the different characters and their different path in baseball. And I'm not sure any baseball movie has captured it as well as. Yeah, I would agree. And you have the, you have the bonus baby pitcher, Tim Robbins, um, (laughs) who, you know, that, that, that the organization loves and he, you know, Nick Lelouch, he's got, he's got the, you know, the million dollar arm and the nickel head um, that, that, is very common in baseball sometimes, but they're going to give him every chance, right? It doesn't matter what he does. He's going to get every chance because they have such uh, an enormous amount of money invested in him. Uh, And then the various players along the way, you know, the guy that's uh, like Cosner, who's, you know, at the end of his career coming down and being used only to develop uh, this young pitcher. I went to school with a guy, Jerry Melillo was one of the best players I ever, ever played with. And he was a catcher. He went to Eckerd College, and he was drafted by the Baltimore Orioles. And he went and he uh, he caught for them for for a number of years in their minor league system. Defensively, one of the best catchers ever. Had the greatest arm of any guy I've ever played with. Yeah. And and but uh, he never made it like past Double A. And in part was he was one of those guys that settled into a, this role of man. We really like the way you handle our ascending pitchers. You know, our guys uh-huh. that sometimes go from Double A to the big leagues or coming down and need to work on some stuff. And and that was his whole sort of role, and it, it hurt him in a sense that, you know, if he wanted to keep playing, they weren't going to move him up, but they weren't going to move him down. You know, it was like he he, he was going to be a career minor leaguer. That's awful. Oh my god. Yeah, like it was kind of a tough spot to be, to be in. Your job is to be a good catcher for the pitcher, and then that that just robs you. Oh my but he had he had some great moments. He was in Sports yeah. Illustrated back when you know Jim Palmer was trying to make a comeback, like crazy stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, so, so there's all kinds of players that, that show up in that movie as well as, uh, you know, the, the, the things that go around the minor league baseball. I just thought to me that that one holds up And Kevin Costner, by the way, can play like Kevin Costner yeah. was, was a guy that can swing the bat. And Tom Jones tells the story. He came into 
Al Lang, I think, uh, at, at one point to maybe promote that movie or Field of Dreams, and he took batting practice. He just had like on dress shoes, and he was mm. swatting them over the over the fence at Al Lang. Uh, no, no, Kevin Costner is one of those guys, and I mean, there's another. I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but there's another movie that he made later in his career. Um, yes, for love, of, for love of the game. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so he, I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but no, he, um, you know, Billy Chapel and that movie, a little more dramatic, a little more about the love story, but everything about the way he, again, the one thing, like he would talk to himself on the mound and like, so, you know, like, I yeah. remember like towards the end of the movie, like John C. Riley's the catcher throwing, he goes, ah, God, Gus, I'm none of this. I got nothing left. Like, I'm just throwing straight nothing. Like. And you're just like, that's exactly what I think an older pitcher with nothing left in the tank who doesn't want to come out of the game is saying to himself. Right. So I think Kevin Costner is one of the best baseball actors we've ever seen. Yeah, no, he was really good. He did another movie uh, that we all remember in 1989, Field of Dreams. Yes. Which was a fantasy movie, of course, about the Black Sox you know, scandal in a sense, I guess, where – Shoeless Joe Jackson comes out of the cornfield, right? And we're, they're seeing ghosts. And if you build it, they will come. And um, you have to buy into this sort of this um, dream fantasy. Uh, and they're really, you know, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Um, but they're, but they're the one scene that, that will get you every time, at least got me for the first 25 times I saw it, was at the end of the movie, you know, when, when his yeah. dad uh, is there and it was the old, hey, um, you want to have a catch, you know? And that that's 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 that that weepy part, you know, until you realize uh, and I'll I'll have to look up the actor's name had no ability to throw or catch. (laughs) It was just (laughs) it's so bad. He's like snatching at the ball. Right. Which you would never do. Um, But but that that scene sort of is, you know, epitomizes the end of the movie and is, is one that everybody remembers. But that was that became not so much. It was a baseball movie, but really wasn't a baseball movie, obviously, as you get into it. Um, but, but, but it still ranks high, I think among, among baseball movies. No, I think it definitely does because it's almost like that great speech from James Earl Jones, you know, and I would never yes. be able to trust his voice, but you know, like all that once baseball, was good right? and it can be again, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think baseball, again, it's, you know, we talked about it on another podcast about just baseball kind of trudging their feet just to, you know, no matter if we have a season, we're going to have a season, but I mean, it's just like the way baseball looks every time they try and do a work stoppage, it just mm. ruins the magic. And I think this is a movie that I think kind of does give back that magic a little bit, you know, and, um, you know, so when Shoeless Joe shows up and it's Ray Liotta, you know, or, you know, when some of these other, you know, like when, when the guy, hey, why'd you throw at the kid? He winked at me. You know, stuff like that's what older players are like back in those era where they just like they <laughs> right. so personally attacked by a wink. And yeah. um yeah, so I I loved I thought it was really even the little baseball parts were really good, but yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily a baseball movie so much as a journey and fantasy and um but yeah, you're right about that final scene, man. And I remember when I was younger I didn't get it. And then when I lost my dad when I was fourteen mm. I'll never, and I don't mind sharing this with people, but I remember the morning after he passed, um, I turn on the TV and wouldn't you know it, it's the, the, what do you think comes on? It's the final scene. And really? I just, you want to talk about losing it as a 14 oh my goodness. in your, oh. in your bedroom. Oh. Um, that, that's, that's one of those moments. And, and ever since. 
So I don't mind sharing it with people because I'm I'm like that's who I am. I love people knowing who I am. So yeah. that moment will stick with me forever because that was kind of the moment where I went, crap, I don't get that with my dad anymore. So yeah, my dad yeah. was not that athletic either, but he always wanted to be there for me when I wanted something. If I yeah. wanted to play baseball, damn it, I'm going to be there watching you play baseball. And I can't throw for, for anything, but I will get someone who can throw with you. So, um, you know, that those are the moments. So, yeah, that's a movie that kind of, I think, goes on another level. Doesn't matter when you lose your parents, you'll 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 miss them like crazy uh, at, at any age, and and I still miss mine who, who died in two thousand and four, uh, yeah. many years ago at age seventy four. Um, one movie that that was uh, based on something that actually happened, um, and and not not eight men out, but uh, but was Moneyball, and yeah. this movie I thought was was a little underrated. I mean, they told the story, obviously, of, of the Oakland A's and 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 sort of how. You know, cybermetrics played a, a big role, um, but I I thought that Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill did, did a were a perfectly mm-hmm. coupled, oddly coupled team in that movie, and and I I enjoyed it. it obviously, they took a lot of license with Billy Bean and and, and different things um, to make the movie. I don't think it was you know one hundred percent historically <laughs> accurate, but um, but I but I did think I did think it, they did a nice job of of showing how. What still exists today, right? The the push pull of of the old ways and and how baseball is evolving um, to where teams like the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, have um, kind of made this a science in a way. Moneyball. I have. I don't. If we end up talking about the other movie, I won't mention it until we get there. Moneyball is my second favorite baseball movie ever. And that's hard to do for me because I grew up with the Sandlot, Little Big League, and you know movies that were yeah. just rookie year stuff like that. Yeah. Moneyball ascended to the second best movie I've ever seen in baseball because, for me, it was like the behind the scenes, everything yeah. you want to know about how a season is turned. Like, how do you how do you manage a budget when you're in Oakland? How do you? Yeah. You go through a negotiation where Scott Boris calls back and says, Johnny Damon just got up to eight million from Boston. You're playing me, Scott. Like, you know, like those are moments that happen. We just don't hear about them. So yeah. you know, I, I think it was so cool to kind of see the behind the scenes, like when, like you said, there's a lot of creative licensing, but just the way Billy Bean would never watch a game and he'd go work out in between games, you know, I mean, he'd go, he'd rather mm-hmm. be down seeing his, his triple a team play than watch his own. He's too team. nervous, right? I mean, he exactly. was too nervous to, to, to watch. Yeah. I loved every bit of it. Even the final scene where he goes and visits with the, the Boston Red Sox. I mean, you know, there's it's, for me, it, it's going to go. I just loved every bit of the, the analytics and the, the way that they kind of shaped you know, the, the, the dynamic between Art Howe, played by the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. And, um, you know, hey, anytime you, you want to get me on Turner Classic Movies, by the way, I can I could probably do a good monologue before every movie. I remember I know those guys do that. But, um, you know, the you know, for me, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, playing Art Howe was very underappreciated because that's the role of the manager is to kind of be that guy that kind of goes, OK, this is how the GM wants to do it. I guess I kind of have to do it this way. Yeah, and I thought he did an excellent job as Art Howe, and and uh, you know, so you're you're dead on. And to think, you know, they won 20 games in a row. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. Like that is that was that was not fictitious. I mean, they went on that run. 
it, and it was incredible out of nowhere with a lineup that you know that that no one would have thought of putting on the field and then he gets the offer of course from the Red Sox and that's a historic scene as well um when they're basically saying hey we spent you know three times the money for like you know three wins or something like that so um I thought that that was really good so I'll tell you a story about Billy Bean so and this is unrelated to anything except me so it's not that interesting but um in the early 80s early to mid 80s Billy Bean of course was a high draft pick I think he was first first overall or first yeah by the Mets right yeah by the New York Mets and he was playing he was playing in Jackson, Mississippi, and the only reason I know that, he was with the Jackson Mets in AA at that time because I'd heard about him, and there was a player from Arkansas State that at that time happened to be with the Jackson Mets, and I had graduated and was coming in a rental in, in my car, which blew up in Jackson, Mississippi. God bless the Vega. Um, had to leave it there, <laughs> but uh, had, had to spend a night with a, a college roommate of mine on our, our way to Tampa. And so we, we were hanging out at the hotel and we needed help to get a rental car and to, and to get money transferred and all this. So we didn't know anybody, but we knew this guy named Rick Poe who played for the Jackson Mets. It was with Arkansas State and his teammate was Billy Bean. Oh, wow. And, and so we got the, the GM of the Jackson Mets helped me get, rent this car. I wasn't 25, all this sort of stuff. We got the car. We stayed in Jackson. And then that night there was a bunch of swimmers that came in <laughs> from uh. somewhere. This is starting to sound like Bull Durham, but uh, they weren't ice skaters. But they a bunch of sw- and one of the girls was dating Billy Bean, oh, wow. who happened to be playing for the Jackson Mets. I know it's just a weird like. So anytime I hear Billy Bean and I saw the movie and, he, and his and his wife, I don't know if he married this young lady or not. But I always wonder like, is, is she portraying like <laughs> what his wife was that I may have met? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my Billy Bean. You mentioned one that I think is the classic. Uh, if you're a kid and growing up, and even today, I watched this, and we actually got to speak to uh, the writer and director of this movie when I was doing radio, The Sandlot. Mm. Uh, just a rite of passage movie, right? I mean, not not about baseball, but we've all played on the Sandlot. At least I did back in the day. I don't know uh, if you crazy kids did that or not, but uh, "You're killing me, Smalls" is one of the greatest lines I still use today. I have the shirt. I have a shirt that says you're killing me smalls. Uh, it's uh mm-hmm. yeah, ba- baby Ruth, who is she? Like I mean, <laughs> Oh god, that like that movie I think teaches you a lot about like what what a legend is in baseball. So yeah, um yeah. no, yeah, you're right. And I think more than anything it teaches you about finding your comfort and finding your friends and, and all that and mm-hmm. you know, just what a simpler world it was back then. You know, oh you weren't in school, mm-hmm. okay, well you're going you're you're gonna be at the pool or you're gonna play baseball until the sun goes down and mom and dad yeah. don't have to worry about you. So never um, knew where you were. They just assumed you were at you were playing, you know, someplace, <laughs> playing ball someplace. Yeah, yeah, you'll be home and everything will be fine. And uh, what a world. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I remember um, just, you know, I, 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 like the s'mores, you know, how can I have some more? Nothing. Like, you know, like <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, like, and I always right. thought like when they, when they did the, the story about the mean old dog, like whenever they did the, the black, the black and white, that scared the living crap out of me and my cousins. And we just, yeah. we love that movie, you know? So, and then like when Squints kisses the lifeguard, Wendy Peppercorn. Oh, the best. Oh, God. greatest scene! And I just, think just the, the greatest part, scene. The best part is at the end. I think you have to be older to appreciate the line where he goes, "They own Vincent's drugstore and have nine kids." And I said, <laughs> oh, "Yes, yes, Squint." You know? <laughs> My man, 
it started with a, it started with mouth to mouth. Yeah, ended with something else. But uh, yeah, no, it was great. And uh, I, in fact, when, when we met the uh, the director um, and or writer, uh, he he brought us PF flyers. I guess that's what they wore in the movie. They oh, all had their PF no, flyers really? on. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, in a Sandlot shirt. So that that was cool. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, I'll let you, I'll let you out on this one. Um... And, and well, there's a couple more I just want to run through real quick here. The Natural. Now, this is a movie that's made way before your time. I'm sure you've seen it with Robert Redford as Roy Hobbs, right? I got um, a story for you with this one. Good. I want to hear it. There, there is a there, there, there's sort of a, it's sort of a, sort of a tragic but but heartwarming mm-hmm. story at the same time. I mean, about a guy you know from the middle of the of the uh, flyover states in Oklahoma or whatever, whatever he's from, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Uh, and you know, comes out of you know with the bat, the Wonder Boy, and all of that. Um, but Brad Pitt, or, I'm sorry, uh, Robert Redford. Those two can get confused. Robert Redford, I thought, also is a guy that holds up well as a ball player, especially in that era. You know what I mean? Like he was another guy who could swing it a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. What was so cool though about him? This is a cool story for me because so. You know, like if you ever watch like a like a movie, like they usually bring in some type of expert who can like help you. Yeah. If it's a military oh, yeah. movie, we're going to bring in a retired this or whatever. So oh, yeah. they brought in this baseball player by the name of Speck Shea. And okay. I don't know if you know that name, but he played for the Yankees. He played for the Senators. He was mm-hmm. a pitcher. And he's from Naugatuck, Connecticut. And he went to Naugatuck High School, which is the which is where my whole family went. And really? He wow. was brought in to help Robert Redford. He was really? brought in to actually train him. And he came to Naugatuck before they started filming. And he actually lived with Speck Shea and his family. And they would go out to Naugatuck High School and they would that's where they that's where they did all their, their training. And no I kidding. just my 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 parents told me the story, my grandparents that I always get a kick out of stuff like that. So that was a pretty cool kind of a, that's my connection to Robert Redford in the, um, in the, in the, in the movie, the natural. Did people know he was there when he was there? It was kind of known, but Nogatuck's one of those, everybody knows everybody unassuming towns in Connecticut. So I, I just think people let him be, but it was more known after the fact. But yeah, I remember yeah. my mom and my grandma always talking about that. Boy, I'll tell you, uh, of course, if I'd have been covering the, the teams back then, I would have gone out there with a photographer and a big lens, and we'd have gotten yeah. those pictures of Robert Redford at that high school. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I'm not, yeah. not that you have that experience. <laughs> no, not, not that I've done that before, but I think I might have done that. Okay, here's the final one uh, for today's uh, uh, extravaganza. Major League. Oh. Where do you feel? See, I'm I'm okay with some – I'm okay with Major League. I'm not – I know people who who would swear to you that Major League Baseball movie ever. I don't know why they think that. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm you know, there's some great characters. Don't get me wrong. I'm just okay with it. Oh, where they find you? The California Penal League. I mean, you know, there's some funny. <laughs> this is a great I, lines. Yeah, 
you can't watch it on TV though. It ruins the whole movie. You know, there are yeah. some you can watch on TV and there's like there it's very hard for me to watch The Departed or Wolf of Wall Street on FX because that's, every that's other true. word is getting you know changed. So Yeah, that's true. Hard for me to watch Major League on TV because it ruins the the real authenticity, the real brashness of that movie with uh with yeah. these guys. Yeah. So some of it's fun, yeah. I think it's more kind of like the ragtag team, you know. But I think it's 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 funny in the fact that I still think a guy like Jack, Jake Taylor, um, you know, played by Tom Berenger, is that's kind of almost like Crash Davis, you know, kind of the that's end right. of his career. The knees are bothering him. One more mm-hmm. run, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's a little far fetched, but my God, is it funny? I, I laugh you can't help but laugh and everybody, you know, like, you know, these are the guys that are coming to spring training. This guy on the list is dead. Cross him off then. You know, like, I mean, stuff like that. So you can't yeah. help but laugh at a movie like that. But yeah, it's a little far fetched out there. It's out there, but there's some good characters in it. And I think we can all relate to it. The one I didn't mention, and some people rank this second is uh, a league of their own. That's my number it was one a baseball movie. movie. Yeah. My is that the one? Movie. Okay. I was going to ask you because many people say that not only is this, the best baseball movie ever made. And it's a true story based on a true story. It's, it's maybe one of the best movies that's underrated, uh, that Tom Hanks is as the crusty manager. We'll all remember there's no crying in baseball. I mean, but it tells a terrific story that, that not many people at that time knew about. No, they well. So anyways, here's my, so my grandmother, that's the first baseball movie I was ever, I ever saw was that one. My grandmother showed it to me when I was five years old, when I was over at her house one day, and um, yeah. I'll never, ever be able to repay her because for me, that movie showed anybody can do anything. And wow. I got to meet, remember a couple months ago, I think your your colleague Mark Topkin and I were the only two media people there at Tropicana Field, a night of baseball. And they honored the late um, uh, Penny Marshall, who directed the Penny movie. Penny Marshall, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, they honored her. And they had six of the former players from the All-American Girls Profe- Professional Girls Baseball League. And they had wow. three of the actors who were in the movie, including wow. Penny Marshall's daughter, who played Betty Spaghetti. And yeah. so I got to sit and just talk with all of these women. And, oh, that's awesome. And be able to be around them. And they are pushing for girls baseball to come back. They're like, why does it have to be softball? Why is it that you can play instructional baseball? And then, okay, your brother's going to go play baseball. It's a great point. Great point. Yeah. So they're very big on that. They've got the Yankees and the the Red Sox involved in like for 10 years now in like actual training for women's baseball. So that's, that's my connection to that. And yeah, the, just, just the whole, what they did for America while, people were fighting in two, Off at war. two parts yeah. of the world. So, yeah. um, you know, that's people forget, you know, women were called to do everything. They were called to go into the factories. They were called to go onto the baseball field. And, yeah. um, you know, what's funny, these guys, they also, they leave in like 1953 and then no one hears about this until 1991. And a lot of these women said they didn't even talk to their husbands about it. They didn't talk to their crazy? kids. About it. Like their grandkids wow. go, wait a minute. What? Like, so it, it's pretty crazy that that happened. And um, there's some really cool stories. I remember one of them told me they got to go on a tour and they were at um, uh, they were at Yankee Stadium and uh, they forgot their glove because they they for whatever reason. And so she goes, man, I was playing shortstop. I forgot my glove. And this guy comes over to me and goes, here, you can use mine. It was Phil Rizzuto. Oh, so, wow. 
That's exactly. I mean, you know, it's awesome. So, isn't that cool? I mean, these are all yeah. baseball. That's why baseball is the best when it's when it doesn't when it's not run by knuckleheads. It's the best. So yeah, even Madonna is good in that movie. That uh, that's why we talk <laughs> baseball and why we talk baseball movies with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports three hundred and sixty. You see him on Bay News nine. What you got coming up? Anything interesting working on, Chris? Yeah, we've had a lot going on. So I'm, I, I want to pay attention to one on baynews9.com. I did one on Jordan McLeod, USF quarterback, who after yeah. a fortunate, fortunate part of uh, you know just a few rioters and looters who kind of took away from all these these protests going on, they ruined Champs and University Mall up in Fowler Avenue in Tampa. He was the one who orchestrated the cleanup the next day. And then he, uh, then he went to City Hall and met with Titus O'Neill and Mayor Castor, and he is on a war path, man. This kid wants change. He wants positivity. And uh, so we, we had a great we had a great story on him. People can find that on baynews9.com. And uh, we're also um, you know working on a couple of Father's Day pieces, Jeff Scott and his father, Brad. Um, and we're also going to have uh, Gaither cornerback uh, Jordan Oladokin will be committing on Father's Day on our program. So things for people to look out for in the next week and a half. That's why he's the best young anchor in Tampa Bay. You can see him on Spectrum Sports 360, Bay News 9, Chris Torello. Chris, thanks so much. We appreciate the two days, buddy. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> There's no crying. In... Are you crying? It's <laughs> great, man. Hey, my thanks to Chris Torello. Some two pretty good shows there, I thought, with him. Hey, we're going to have uh, mailbags. We do that every week, so uh, you don't have to wait to send in your questions. Let's go ahead and get that going now. If you want to, you can hit us up on Twitter, at SportsDayTV. That's at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter anytime, at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.